Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy. It's my privilege to, to bring God's Word uh, to you today. Uh, and if you're taking down notes, the, the title for my message today is called Holding Pattern. Holding Pattern. Um, and um, I sense that God wants to minister to some people that you might be in a season of waiting. Uh, you might currently be stuck in a cycle of waiting and not just waiting, but suspended progress. You know, how many of you understand the term holding pattern? Is this uh, terminology for, for planes, you know? Uh, when, when a plane flies and, and the plane, for whatever reason, is unable to make a landing, uh, the plane, the commercial plane, has no choice but to continue to fly in circles. Uh, and that, that, that pattern is called a holding pattern. Uh, and it, it, it's, it feels like, you know, for some people here, you're all packed up, you're ready to go, uh, and yet, uh, you're, you're circulating. You're just in a season of waiting, waiting, waiting. You've done all you can. You've sent out everything that you can, but you're waiting, waiting, waiting. Uh, or maybe uh, you, on the other hand, it could also be a season of suspended progress. You, you love God and you're faithful and, and, and you're trusting Him, but it just feels like there's no breakthrough in your life. You feel stuck. You feel like, you know, you're not bearing as much fruit as you would like to be. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm believing that God wants to minister to, to, to different ones here, uh, either now or someday, because sooner or later, we will all go through seasons of, of wilderness or holding patterns. Uh, and sometimes, you know, uh, um, we can also overthink our situation and get ourselves into a bad mood. Uh, and I'm speaking this to myself as well, because uh, uh, this message actually came out of a place of just searching the Lord. Uh, you know, as you guys know, it's summer season now. And, you know, lots of people coming and going. And of course, you know, one of the joys of, of, of and it's a great joy to be church planting in, in the UK and to have churches in different cities. But a lot of our cities are also very transient. Just, just life in the UK, life in Europe is just very transient. Uh, every three to four years, you almost have to refresh your social circle. And, and it's tough. Uh, it's tough to see people come and go. Um, and, um, you know, it, and I was just in one of those moods where I was thinking, God, you know, I, I know it's, it's a blessing to reach people. And, and you know, and it's, it's awesome to be able to let people go, uh, you know. But, God, is this, is this my life? You know, I was just, you know, if you don't indulge me in a while as I have a very, you know, sharing a very, you know, honest pastor moment. I'm like, is, is this, you know, my life? And, uh, and maybe it's not just me. Maybe for some of us who've been, you know, faithful and regular, you know, it's painful to see people come and go and go like, is this just going to be the state of our, our faith community? People coming and going and, and, that, and, and I'm like, God, wouldn't it be a, I, I know that you want quality more than quantity. I know that God, how many have been there before where you're talking to God and you're preaching to Him? You know, I know that that, you know, before you say it, I know, I know, I know, it's about the quality, not the quantity, but, but still, Lord, would, like, uh, uh, is this going to be us? Are we just going to just, uh, you know, increase and, and, and you know, just expand? And sh- is, is that just, you know, you know and, and because the truth is, um, while we love doing life, there's, there's also great encouragement in numbers. As a great encouragement when, when we're surrounded by saints. It helps us feel like uh, we're, we're on the right track. It helps us feel like there is legitimacy to this faith community. 
And, and I was just having one of those moments and go like, God, you know, uh, you know, will, will we ever, you know, you know, I don't know, you know. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm not here to bog you down with like, you know, church numbers and stuff like that. But the Lord began to lead me. The Lord told me, hey, Dave, be rooted in Jesus and be filled by the Spirit. You know, you know God is speaking when He doesn't answer your problem. You know, <laughs> He always interjects it with, with His truth. And, and, and every time, you know, you, you, you know, sometimes it's frustrating because you go like, God, I, I wish you you'll say things like in three days' time. You know, you experience growth like you never experienced before, you know. Or in five days' time, you know. But, but God always points us back to Him. Because the truth is that it is in Him. It is in Him. And so, as I was meditating, what does it mean to be rooted in Christ? The Lord led me to this portion of Scripture, which we'll read in a while. So, if you have your Bible, why don't you turn with me to John chapter 15, verse 1 to 8. John 15, 1 to 8. Um, this is a Scripture that some of us could be familiar with. Uh, I think I preached from this before, I think last year, on um, the I Am series, but, but we're going to revisit again. And so, if your dad can hear, good amen. Amen, Amen. fantastic. Let's let's pray before we read God's Word. God, we want to hear from you today. And so, God, we, we say, Lord, as we read your Scripture, Lord, please speak to us. We open up our hearts to you. God, today we're not here for more information. We're not here to have our ears tickled. But Lord, we desire transformation. Lord, we want to be equipped to make a difference. We want to be transformed from the inside out. So God, we pray, let every word, let every letter jump out of the pages of the Bibles we're reading it from and let it leap into our hearts and change us from the inside out. Help us to become more like you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. John 15 verse 1 to 8 says this, I am the true vine, Jesus says, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch that in me that does not bear fruit, He takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, He prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. Amen? Amen. So lots to unpack here. But here, Jesus is saying to us and maybe saying to some of us here, Hey, you know, you are clean. Because the word spoken over you. Sometimes you can go like, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm, you know, it's, it's something. And God is saying, no, no, no. It's not about you. It's about me. It's about abiding in Him. It's about rooting in Him. It's about fixing your life on Jesus. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's not about you. And tell them it's about Him. Amen. 
A lot of times we, we think it's about us. It's about us. It's about us. And so uh, I want to give us three points today uh, that will encourage us. God wants us to be fruitful. God doesn't want us to feel like we're stuck. God doesn't want us to feel like we're always in suspended progression. Uh, God definitely wants to break us out of a cycle of waiting. Or maybe for some of us, you know, it's, it's not about progression or success. And maybe for some of us, we're, we're stuck in a cycle. We're stuck in a cycle of, I don't know, of, of problems. Uh, how many have been, been there before? You say, I will never be like this again. The next time I face this problem, I will never be afraid. I will never be as stressed out as I, I am right now. You know, we were saying this kind of statements. I, I don't want to be stuck in this emotional state anymore. Uh, I don't want to fall for the wrong guy anymore. I, I don't want to be stuck in this addiction anymore. Uh, I don't want to be stuck with this bad habit anymore. And only to find yourself not always bearing fruit. And, and I believe that this... Scripture is for us as well. God desires us to be fruitful. God desires us to, to be bountiful. God desires us to, to experience Him in a deep, meaningful way. And the key is not to focus on ourselves and our accomplishments, but to focus on Him. Amen? And so, whatever a, a, a pattern that you are stuck in right now, and, and here's a side point, another dangerous thing about holding pattern is that when we are not going anywhere, um, it's very easy for us to, to start looking elsewhere. Let me give you this example. There was one time uh, I was flying to minister somewhere and uh, the plane was stuck in a holding pattern for a very long time. And uh, everyone on the plane after a while started realizing because you can actually see the tarmac and say, this is like, you know, my neighbor started telling me, I think this is like the, the fifth time we've been circling this airport, you know, and we should be landed by now. Uh, what's happening? How many of you have been there before? You know, you can see I, I, I should be promoted by now. I should be finishing my degree by now. I should be having a job by now. I should be married by now. I should be having kids by now. You know, life will always find ways to, to add this should be conundrum into your life. And the thing is this, as, as, the longer the, 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 the waiting period, the more we start to overthink it. And after a while, you know, if, you, if you've been there before, you know, you're thinking like, yeah, what's wrong? What's wrong? You know, what's wrong with, with, with the, the pilot? What's wrong with, with this? You know, is the plane all right? And, and if, if we're not careful, it can lead us into a wild goose chase that's unhealthy for us. But, but God reminds us through His Scripture that, hey, focus on Jesus. Abide in Him and allow Him to abide in you. So i got three points for us this morning. And my first point is this. If, 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 if God is saying that, hey, I am the vine, you are my branch, and I want you to be, you know, linked in with me. You know, without me, cut off, you can't do anything. So, so depend on me. And so my first point for us today is to rely. Have you been relying on God? Just like how the branch relies on the vine. And I know some of you might be confused here. I knew, you know, I, I know that I, I was once confused because uh, growing up, I watched Tarzan a lot and he would always be swinging from the vine. And so I will always be confused. I thought the vine was connected to the branch. 
Why does Jesus say the branch is connected to the vine? Well, because it was talking about different trees. Jesus here was talking about the grapefruit tree. And so it's the, the, it's the other way around. The, the branches that then will bear fruit is connected to the vine that crawls all over the place, okay? And so for some of us, it's the same. You know, we, we, we say that I'm a follower of Jesus, but then you, you think that the vine is connected to you. You think it's God's job to bless you. No, no, no. We need God. We need Him more than we realize. So the question is this. If you feel stuck, if you feel suspended, if you feel like you're in a holding pattern, if you feel like you're constantly in a cycle, a vicious cycle where you cannot break free out of the things that you want to break free from, the question I'll ask you is this. Have you been relying on God? Have you been depending on Jesus? Or have you been depending on yourself? You see, a lot of us, we think that I need to fix us. You know, I need to fix this situation. And and there's a lot of I, 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 I. And God is saying, no, He wants you to be free. He wants you to be fruitful. But the key is not in you, you know, grinding. It's not in you, you know, uh, uh, going and and trying to get yourself out of the situation. It's in depending on Jesus. Let me put this in another way. If Jesus is the vine and we are the branches, and, and so it means that, the, the water that we receive comes from the vine. The nourishment we receive comes from the vine. You know, the, 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 the oxygen and the, all these things come from the vine. Then let me ask you this. Have you, have, have you been recharging? Is God your source of recharge? You see, a lot of us, we say, I love you, God. But, but we, we, we think that, you know, it's the other way around. No, no, is God your source of recharge? If Netflix is your source of recharge, there's, some, there's something going wrong here. And it, the truth is, for some of us, it is. Some of us, we go like, I just want to get through the day and get home. Sometimes our bed, for some people, our bed is our recharge. You go like, I don't know, man, I just, I'm just, I just need to go home. I just need to go home. I just need to get to my bed. I just need my bed, right? Some of us, it's food. It's our recharge. And we go like, man, this job is tough, but it puts food on the table. You know, sometimes our holiday is our source of recharge. And so you're just plotting your next holiday. You know, and you go like, even before the, this year is over, some of you have already booked your holiday for next year. Now, is it wrong to watch Netflix? No. Is it wrong to go to bed? No. Is it wrong to go on holiday? No. But it cannot be your primary source of emotional recharge, spiritual recharge, or even physical recharge. It needs to be Jesus. And God is saying that as long as you're letting all these other things feed you, you're not going to have the fruits that you desire. It's impossible, Jesus says. Without me, it's impossible for you to do anything. And, and so a lot of us here, we, we want the breakthroughs in God, but, but we don't want to go to God. <laughs> and God is saying that, come to me. God is inviting us, come to me. Come and plug yourself in to me. You know, and, and this is so important because we get tripped up because of what we meditate. And I'm not here to talk to you about like, you know, what, what, no, <laughs> a books to read or songs. You know, I'm not here. Um, but, but you know what's the, the thing that we meditate on the most on a daily basis? The truth of who we are. 
And how many have been there before? Every day, every day, whether you realize or not. I'm not talking about every day you dedicate time to go and, mm, my name is David. I am from Malaysia, currently living in London. No, 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 I'm not talking about that kind of meditation. I'm talking about constant replaying on a loop. Oh, man. Oh, I overslept again. Oh, I'm always oversleeping. Oh, what is wrong with me? Oh, no. Why, why can't, you know, and you're going through a day replaying this loop. Oh, why can't I just, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? I can't, oh. And then before you go, you know, you, you're, 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 you're replaying another loop of, of who you are. You go to work and, you, and then maybe, you know, uh, you're required to do a presentation and then you, you, you're a bit too shy or, or there was a group discussion and, and you really wanted to say something, but you didn't feel confident enough to raise your voice and then the meeting's over. And then you go like, oh, why, why, oh, I wanted to say that. If only I said that. Because the thing that you wanted to say, you didn't say. And then five minutes later, another colleague whispered the same thing and then he gets all the credit. Oh, that's brilliant. Do that, do that. Be more like him. And you go like, God damn, only I, uh. And then you go around going like, oh, why am I, why am I the way I am? Why, why, why? And we go through that every day, meditating. On, on the truth, but no, part of relying on Jesus, being rooted in Jesus, is meditating on the truth of who Jesus is. When I say, is God your source of recharge? I'm not here to tell you about your religious duty to read the Bible or to, to do whatever, even though those things are good. But I'm saying that, are you, are you every day, are you filling yourself more and more with the revelation of who Jesus is and what He has done for you? You know, instead of going, oh, why am I like that? Just go like, you know what? No. <laughs> yeah, I am like that, but there's hope in Jesus. Stop beating yourself, friends, and start depending on God. And start holding on to God and say, God, oh, I, I'm, I'm so lousy, but Lord, there is hope for the one who is weak. Because your word says that you use the weak to, 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 to you know, to, to lead the strong. And so, friends, are you recharging yourself emotionally? Are you recharging yourself, you know, regularly with, in God, in Jesus? Amen? Or are you allowing the things of this world or the opinions of others to tell you or try to advise you on why you are stuck in this pattern? And we've all been there before. And, and the world gives lots of bad advice. What we need to do is come back to Jesus and go like, God, I need you. God, I need you. And, 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 you know, even I need this. As a pastor, there's, there's so much comparison sometimes. And, you know, I, I, I have the greatest, I, 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 I have a good job, uh, but it's also those funny jobs that everybody else thinks that they can do. Uh, and so constantly in my life, I'm constantly getting opinions and ideas from other people. Oh, I think you should do this. I think maybe, you know, the church needs to be like this. You know, constantly, constantly bombarded with the opinion of other people. And I'll be lying if I were to tell you that, you know, those things don't get me. But when they do, I'm there to go like, you know what? I'm, I'm built by God. It was God who called me, not these people. And it's not their opinions that have the final say. It's God's work who has the final say. And I need to remind myself this. He needs to be our source of strength. When the Bible says He is our source of strength, it means this, you know, let, let the cross be your source of strength. 
Let what Jesus has done be your source of strength. The next time you fail again, don't beat yourself up, but remember, meditate on what He has done and the freedom that He offers. Amen? And so we need to do that, friends. Otherwise, we will spiral ourselves into condemnation, but God wants to set us free. And, it, and, and it's in Him that we are most free. Amen? And so are you recharging yourself in Jesus? Amen? You know, the, 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 and, and don't tell yourself that you don't have time. No, you do. You do. And maybe for some of us, this needs to be an act of discipline. Recently, I, 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 I heard that there are some people, not in church, just some, some people in life, they are so committed to, to just the whole gym life uh, that they have a, a, a rap, they have like a, a, a this this you know a, a, a things that they gotta do. As you can tell, I don't go to the gym. You know, they they have a list of things to do at the gym. You know, how many squats and how much you know uh, 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 kilometers to run and, and and all these things. And I I I I even hear some people they go to the gym and then they did a lot of things and then they came back home. And then they, they, they forgot. Oh, I forgot. I only, I was supposed to do 50 squats. And I only did 20. And I see some people suddenly just stop whatever they do and just on the spot, just do 30 more squats. And, and you might be thinking, wow, that's crazy. But, but you know, for them, it's, it's that thing sustains them. Now, that, you, you can say that's a bit too much. But, but I think on the flip side, I think for Christians, we do too little. And sometimes we go like, oh yeah, God will understand, right? God will understand. Now come on. You know, how, how can we show more care to our phones? It, re- it recharges, you know, for some of us, we, we have an older phone, so it needs to be, you know, <laughs> connected to a power bank even. And how can we show more care? You will never leave home if you have an older phone model. You will never leave home without your power bank. You'll never leave home or without that, thingy-majig to connect it to something. So how can we say that, hey, I can do whatever and God can just bless me? And you know what's dangerous? God does bless us. And it's not because He is trying to mess us up, but we need to be careful. I wrote here, do not confuse God's help with your spiritual health. You see, God helps you out of the goodness of His heart. And whether you deserve it or don't, God heals you, helps you, blesses you with the job. And sometimes we think that, well, you know, I, I barely only check in with God. You know, it's been five months since I read the Bible, but I just got promoted. So I guess God's cool with my habit, right? No. That, that is a blessing from the Lord. That's a help from the Lord. That's a grace from God. But it doesn't give us, you know, do you see? That the enemy wants us to think that, see, you're blessed. So you do you. No, 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 no. We're blessed and, and God is calling us back, not through punishment. Sometimes I wish that. Can I have another honest pastor moment? Sometimes I wish, God, the church member has drifted so far away from you. God, can you dry up his finances? I, I think it. I don't pray. I think it. Why, am I the only one? Am I the only one with this kind of thoughts? Then forgive me. Pray for me, okay? I don't pray it. I don't pray. I don't declare. I'm tempted to pray that kind of prayers, but I never. But I think that, like, God, why do you dry up the person's finances so that the person will know that you are his source of wealth? God, why don't you, you know, 
why don't you frustrate that person's plan? The, the person who, you know, why, why don't you sabotage that, you know? I think, right? And especially people who go like, well, I've been doing good in life. I don't think I need God. And sometimes I go like, God, can you do something in his life that make him realize that he needs you? Can you cripple him? I mean, uh, uh, can you uh, 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 show him that he's a broken person on the inside? You know? But this is the, the graciousness of God. God doesn't do that. God doesn't do that. Friends, I'm here to tell you, if you ever feel that, oh, God is punishing No, 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 God doesn't do that. Now, if that leads you to repent, great, great. Repentance is always good. But God doesn't cripple us to bring us back. You know, He's, he's not that kind of God. Therefore, we need to remind ourselves, hey, don't take God's blessing, God's grace for granted. He's blessed us, but that doesn't mean that we can just, you know, sleepwalk through our walk with Jesus. Lord, help me to be more present this year. Lord, help me to be more rooted. Lord, help me to show more care. Remind, ask God, God, remind me that I am not divine. You are. Point number two, if Jesus is divine, are you relying on Him? And point number two, if Jesus is divine, do you resemble Him? Do you resemble Him? Okay? Are you becoming more like Jesus? I'm not saying, you know, quit your job, be a carpenter, <laughs> move to Israel, you know, or some guys grow out your facial hair so that you look more like Jesus? Would it be, a, would it be funny if for us to one day go uh, to heaven and realize Jesus never had facial hair? You know, that will blow your minds. <laughs> You'd be like, who are you? Jesus? But yeah, nowhere in the Bible says this anyway. But are we becoming more like Him? Do we even have a desire to model our lives after Him? Is he your role model? A lot of us, we have role models. And I hear business people, entrepreneurs say, I really admire that person. You know, I really admire that, that boss or that CEO or that richest person. You know, uh, uh, and I, I read that person's book. But what about Jesus? Are you becoming more like him? Is your temperament becoming more like him? Are you loving others more like Jesus or less like Jesus? Are you serving more like Jesus or less like Jesus? Are, are you, are, you know, and I know there's a lot of things we can talk about, but today I want us to just focus on one thing. And, and, I, and this is something that God wanted to remind me as well to focus on. You know, one thing that Jesus constantly did that I feel that we don't preach or talk enough about it, was prayer. Jesus constantly prayed. And you might think that, well, He's God, how come He's praying? You know, and He wasn't doing it to ask for stuff. Jesus wasn't praying to ask for things. He doesn't need. Jesus often, the Bible, the Gospels often said that He, he often departed alone to pray, into the wilderness to pray, into the mountaintop to pray. He prayed to draw near to God. That's praying like Jesus. A lot of times, we, we pray to get stuff. 
and, and, and that's frustrating, isn't it? You go like, God, I've been praying. And how come I'm not receiving my breakthrough? And your prayer has just been, God, give me the stuff. God, give me the stuff. God, give me the stuff. God, give me that thing. God, give me that job. God, give me that job. God, give me that job. God, I need that job. God, I need that job. God, job, God, job, 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 job. And God is saying that that's prayer, but that's not how Jesus prayed. See, a lot of us are praying, but are you praying like Jesus? If you're not praying like Jesus, who are you praying like? That's a dangerous conundrum. If you're praying like Jesus, Jesus is always praying to draw near to the Father. So maybe in this season of waiting, don't put your eyes on the, the prize. I know the world says, eyes on the prize. No, 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 no. Put your eyes on the Father. And focus on, you know what? I just want to pray today. You know, I, I know there's issues in my life that I need. But right now, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm just going to draw near to God. And this is something I'm reminding myself to do. Don't just pray for what to preach. Don't just pray on, on what to do. And, and I, I often do that. God, what should I do? God, oh, how can I best serve Prince? How can I serve? Oh, where should I be? Oh, God, what should I preach? God, what do your people need to hear from you this week? And then I feel God remind me, okay, that's good. And there are times we need to pray for those kind of things. But are we also neglecting prayer that draws near to God? When was the last time you drew near to God? Because. Because. Not for stuff, but just because you wanted to draw near. You know, we have friends that we hang out not because we want something, right? Of course, we have friends that only want to hang out with us because they want something, right? Suddenly, they, you never hear from them and then suddenly they text you, how are you? Good. By the way, I'm coming to the UK. You have a spare room, right? <laughs> and then that's where you go like, how do I become like Jesus? <laughs> the son of man have no roof over his head, you know. Anyway, um, and a lot of times, yeah, we have friends like that. But the really good friends fellowship with us, bless us, not because they want something in return. If we can treat our friends like that, how can we treat God any less? So maybe some of us, we are in a holding pattern because we have become just over-concerned, just over-focused on, on the issue. And God is saying that, that that's eating you up. Focus on me. Draw near to me. Just sit in my presence and just feel my love again. Sit in my presence and meditate on how much I love you again. You know, a lot of Christians who want to, you know, uh, um, think or want to mature in their faith will always uh, idolize the Apostle Paul because, you know, theology and deep stuff. But isn't it amazing that Paul declares that I desire to know one thing and that is Christ crucified and that is good enough for me. See, a lot of times we, we can even think that, oh, I need a, a different church. I need deeper theology. I need to read this. I need to go for that counseling session. I need to go for the conference. I need to sign up for this course. 
no, I think for some of us, we need to just model after Jesus. And so for some of us here, I know there's a lot of things we can be more like Jesus, but maybe my challenge for all of us, myself included this week, is that we pray more like Jesus. Not pray for things, but pray to draw near to God. Spend time with God. Amen. To just express your love for Him. To just know Him. To be recharged by Him. Point number three is this. If, if He's the vine, then let's rely on Him. If He's the vine, then let's resemble Him. If He's the vine, let's, point number three, respond to Him. Respond to Him. I like that in this passage of Scripture we read, Jesus said, I am the vine and my Father is the gardener. My Father is the one that prunes. And, you know, the, the, the thing about branches according to the vine is that we, we are at the mercy of the gardener. And it's the gardener that, that, that will have to prune us and, and, and fix us. And, and, and the thing is this, maybe we've, we are feeling stuck right now because, because we think we're connected but we're not. And, and Jesus here warns, those that are not connected will be cut away and, 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 and chucked aside. You be connected. And, and even if you've been fruitful, Jesus said in the scripture, just read, the Father prunes so that you become more fruitful. I wrote here, are there areas in our life that needs to go? Could it be that your lack of fruitfulness or, or, or breakthrough, whatever terminology you want to use, is because that God wants to prune some areas of your life, but you're holding on to that. And God is saying that, I, you know and I know the next level for you. And for you to go to the next level, you got to let go of that. That, whatever that is, that needs to go. That pride needs to go. That, that, uh, a habit needs to go. Uh, that thinking needs to go. Uh, 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 that freedom needs to go, even sometimes. And, and are we responding? Or are we resisting God? Are we having a tug and war with God? And sometimes, you know, God loves us, but He loves us enough to tell the truth. He loves us enough to operate. I shared the story of how my sister went for that operation. For her to be made well, that tumour needed to be removed. Nobody likes going underneath the knife. It, it, it's, it's, it's scary. Nobody likes to be told, we, we got to remove, we got to cut you. It's, it's scary. And, and sometimes in life, we, we, we hear, you know, from our, our family members, um, especially in covid where it's made everybody a, a medical expert, whether they went to medical school or not. And I hear, if, you know, without knocking anyone down, I hear people go like, hey, you know, um, you know, I found this remedy on the internet. You just need to put turmeric underneath your eyelids and you'll be made well. Uh, you need to stuff garlic up your nose. Uh, you need to eat this horse tranquilizer. And, and a lot of times, we would, rather go out of the way than to trust in God. And God is saying that, I, I want to heal you. I, I want to, I need to operate. And then here we are running around 
trying to find any other remedy that doesn't matter how weird it is as long as it soothes our conscience because we're too afraid to let God do what He wants to do. And, and, and so, I just want to remind us, you know, if God is saying that there are areas in our life that needs to go, let it go. I wrote here, a God who disagrees with you is God indeed. See, a lot of times we want a God that agrees with us. A God that loves us unconditionally, no matter what we did, blesses us all the time, answers our prayer as fast as Google, faster even. You know, we just want, and, and we realize that, well, you know, that's not God. That's, that's a genie, not Jesus. And Jesus is saying that, I'm, I'm Jesus. I'm the vine. You, without me, you, you can't do anything. And if the Father feels that there are areas in your life that needs to be cut, let the Father cut because it's only going to lead to more fruitfulness. And it's scary. It's scary to, to do sometimes what God has commanded us to do. Maybe it requires us to, to be honest. Maybe it requires us to get some accountability in our lives. Maybe it requires us to open up and go like, I need to overcome this. And then, and then the Holy Spirit, God is saying, then your pride needs to go. Ask for help. Talk to your pastor. Listen to their advice. Sometimes we want God to speak, but we don't want to take His advice. And, and so would you respond, amen, to whatever it is. Maybe for some of us, your breakthrough is to get more involved as simple as that. Oh, I want to grow my faith. I want to grow my faith. You know, last point and I'll stop. Sometimes it breaks my heart as a pastor. I hear people say things like, oh, um, you know, um, I think X Church is okay for me for a while. But now that I'm growing, now that I'm more mature, I think I need to go to a church that has deeper teaching. And it's hurtful, first of all, when people say things like that. Because, you know, I, I do most of the teaching, so you're, you're saying that I'm shallow. <laughs> but but now, now, if that's true, I don't mind. No, I, it's okay. I don't mind being shallow. It's okay. Um, but what's conflicting is that sometimes people who say that, they don't serve. Oh, I'm so brilliant. But for the last two years in church, you've not been serving. You've been helping yourself to the espresso corner, but you've not been serving. And, and you want maturity. Could it be that maybe, maybe God is trying to tell you, start serving? And you would rather change church than to start serving. Not attacking anyone. Not describing any friends of yours, of ours. Just saying that sometimes we, we, we mistreat God like that. So friends, I do want to pray for you. It's not nice to, to be stuck. And I want you to know that that's not God's end goal for your life. But the key to your breakthrough, come back to that place. Put yourself at the mercy of God. How, how do you, what do you need to do to change your attitude and change your life habit to start seeing Jesus like the very air that you breathe? 
Commit to that. Commit to spending more time with God. Whether through scripture or through worship or through just walking and talking to Jesus, but spend time. You can ask Him for stuff, but at least spend some time breaking bread with God. And of course, if God is knocking on the door of your heart and asking you to, to rearrange certain things, remove certain things, then respond. Respond to Him. Because the longer you resist, the longer you ignore, you become like a branch that dries up. That the gardener has no choice but to remove it. And I don't want to see anybody here removed. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you for just who you are. Lord, you, you are life. And when we know you, we know life. And so, God, I pray right now, Lord, maybe among us there are some people that it's been so dry. Their walk with you feels like a drought. And friends, I'm here to encourage you. Maybe you've been walking with your own strength. What God wants you to do is draw near to His oasis and just soak in His love. You've wandered too far. God is saying, would you come and attach yourself to the true vine? Feed on His goodness. Let His love restore you. You've been listening to the advice and opinions of other people way too long. You've been meditating, playing on a loop, on repeat. How much of a disappointment you are to God when we need to play the truth that God came for all of us who are broken and sinful. If our sin repulsed God, He would have never have come in the first place. But He came and He died for us, took our place, not out of duty, but out of love. So meditate on that love. And upon that love, pray. Don't pray of desperation. Pray out of a position knowing that you are loved. That no matter what happens, God will provide. He might not provide the way you imagine it to be, but He will provide. And maybe that's another way for us to respond. It's not like God has not opened some doors in your life, but maybe you've been resisting the doors that He's opening. You've been saying, God, show me the next step, and He's shown you, but you've been resisting the next step. Respond, friends. Don't resist. Respond. Respond. Say yes to Him. Don't cut yourself out. If we keep saying no, 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 then the branch will wither and die. God doesn't want you to die. God doesn't want you to perish. God desires fruitfulness in your life. Lord, I pray for everyone here, especially those that 
have had such a rough week at work where they felt overwhelmed, where they felt underappreciated, where they even felt like they've been doing their best to honour you and to be a light in a place of darkness. And yet, their contributions have not been appreciated. And so God, I pray that you refresh them right now. And God, I pray right now that you also help them to realise that you are the vine, we are the branches. It's not about what we can achieve, but what we receive. So God, we receive your love and your grace. Lord, we feed ourselves, not from the, uh, what our bosses say, but on what you say about us. We feed ourselves, not on what our colleagues say, but what you say about us. God, we receive your love. We receive your grace. We receive your peace. We receive your assurance. Lord, I just want to pray for another group of people whose walk with you has felt like a roundabout. And they want to break through. They want to, they want to just grow. But sooner or later, we come back to that place again. We, we, we make the same mistakes again. We, the very things that we say we don't want to fall, the, the traps that we don't want to fall back into again, we, we fall back into again. And friends, can I just encourage you? Why don't you walk this time but focus not walking away from the temptation but focus on walking with Jesus. Focus on walking with Him. Sometimes we uh, can even try to progress spiritually with our own strength. Yeah, personal discipline is involved. But ultimately, it is Jesus who restores. So this week, why don't you spend some time? Just spend more time, in fact. Just sitting at His feet. Stop being busy like Martha. Thinking that Jesus will be pleased by your busyness but learn to sit at His feet like Mary. And Jesus said, Mary has chosen the better thing. Why don't we begin to sit? Amen. Sit and just soak in His love. Just sit and talk to Jesus. Sit and pour your heart out. Sit and share your problems with Him. Share your tears with Him. And friends, I pray, Lord, give us the courage to respond. God, we thank You that You love us so much that You speak the truth. You are the truth, the way, and the life. So Lord, help us to embrace Your truth. Help us to respond to Your truth. Help us to do it Your way that leads to life. Help us to stop fighting. Help us to stop resisting. Lord, if there are areas in our lives that we need to prune, if we have to be more sacrificial, help us to be more sacrificial. If we have to be more accountable, help us to be more accountable. If we have to be more open, help us to be more open. If we have to be more generous, help us to be more generous. If we have to be less, help us to be less. Whatever it is, as the gardener wishes, Lord, would you... Lord, we say, 
help us to work with you. We know that you're always working. Help us to work with you, not against you. Help us to surrender quicker, not later. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.